episode number 464. My name is John Morgan, and Cold Coffee is with me, or I should probably say more appropriately, I am with Cold Coffee in his luxurious <laughs> penthouse suite here at near the host hotel. Yes, in, Anayasio. In Anaheim, California. <laughs> wow, what was that? That was Korean for hello. Oh. Oh, look at you! The, all the Korean rom-coms paying off. All the all the uh, recommendations that you're getting on uh, on what to watch. Yes, yes. You know, I'm just I'm just a man of the world, and being here in in California, which uh, along the lines of like San Diego and everything, there's lots of Asians around this. Oh morning. yeah, for there's sure. all kinds of places. So I'm just I'm feeling my people's. I love it. It's I'm that that one people's. quarter is just emerging through. <laughs> it's pressing just all the shining way. bright. It's shining <laughs> brightly. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, I appreciate you having me out here. Kind of a unique situation. Obviously, uh, I just flew in today. You actually flew in today as well. Yep. yep. Uh, but you are staying for the full week. I am actually going to leave from here and head back to Las Vegas tonight. You had enough of the MMA. You're like, that was enough. That's enough. Yeah, I'm done. I, just, I just dipped my toes in the pool of MMA. And I'm like, like I hear there's some out. free food over at this one shindig. I'm going to go into there, <laughs> and then I'll, I'll go to this presser, whatever this is. <laughs> <laughs> I was really there for the uh, what was it called? Uh, OMCVE. Gotta find it again. OC Vibe. OC, OC Vibe. Vibe. Yeah. I, I will say I, I will give them a shout out real quick. We're gonna talk about USC 298, of course, uh, and, and this press conference. And, and we we decided to wait an extra day because you and I were both kind of busy yesterday with different plans, uh, and thought it would make sense since we were both going to be in Anaheim, California, to wait a day. Although it's probably worth pointing out, this was the original release date of the MMA Roadshow. Back in the day before yep. official weigh-ins were a thing and we didn't have right. to wake up at 7 a.m. in the morning. Because we remember the very first one was Fridays. We were doing like Fridays and then I think we shifted to Thursdays right. and then we went to Wednesdays and then Tuesdays we've coming done, up next we've year. Done, yeah, we've done, I feel like we've done some <laughs> early Tuesdays somewhere along the we've lines. we to squeeze one in. Maybe yeah. Mondays from now on. Of course, Sundays could be a thing. We just Every couple years years we'll just move the day like we're just going to tell you what happens before everything happens at the fight week and then uh just we'll see how we did the next following monday we'll lay, we'll lay it all right real quick i just because i do want to give a shout out oc vibe uh we went to this thing that was right before the press conference that was uh, over at the what do they call that thing the transportation hub the arctic 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 transportation international it's like the something something international it's blah, a blah, big blah. it's a big train station and bus hub basically yeah. right next to uh the honda center and it's been there a long time. I've seen yeah. that frame for. I, I, I've never been inside of it before. I had no idea how nice it is in there. It's really, really nice in there. I don't know if that's new as well. Yeah, but. certainly that looks like they maybe refurbished it. But it had, a, but it had like a retro feel, but like a polished retro yeah, feel. It was too. nice. I yeah. mean, for a bus station, train station, it was it was nice. Uh, but anyway, so we went over there because they're rolling out this four billion dollar project. Uh, and it's basically a reimagination of the area where the Honda Center is and where this uh, transportation hub is. And I, I will say, I mean, look, it was a brief presentation. Uh, this thing is going to be years in the making. I think uh, if you look at the timeline, it, it's the uh, the inauguration is this year. Parking structures open next year. Uh, an urban park, a concert hall, and a market hall food complex open 2026. The South Plaza, a theater, a club opened in 2027, an arena hotel, a meadow and wellness parks, a Catella pedestrian bridge, which is Catella Avenue is that main road that actually ends up going all the way down by Disneyland as well. That opens in 2028. And then another hotel, residential units, and additional parking opened in 2029. So this is not something that's going to happen overnight. But I'm telling you, man, if this vision comes to life, 
holy cow, this thing is going to be super, super cool. Uh, the whole area looks like a really cool thing. And I think what's even more important is uh, Pete Dropic was there, UFC executive, longtime UFC executive, um, along with one of the guys in charge of this project. And he was mentioning that, of course, the UFC is here on Saturday night. Well, WWE is here on Monday in the same building at the Honda Center. And this is part of a multi-year commitment that the two TK organizations are making to the Honda Center uh, to bring three events each over the next, I believe, five years. Now, there was some misreporting going on out there. And I think it was just a misreading of the press release and the way it was um, written because I actually read the exact same thing when I read it the first time. I was like, holy cow, three events a year. My gosh, like one arena holding three events a year that's not in Vegas? That's insane. But it, it's when you go back and read it specifically, that is not the case. It's just going to be three each over time. Uh, so it's still a big deal, but not as big of a deal. But Pete Dropic was able to talk about the fact, and listen, TKO has, has mentioned it, and, and, and uh, you know they've said that this is part of what we're doing, part of the merger of these two brands, is we can market them together. And it makes all the sense in the world. But when Pete Dropic laid it out, and he talked about this OC Vive thing, I mean, good Lord, what he mentioned is so true. He's like, we envision, you know, scenarios like this. And he's like, this is a first-of-its-kind type destination that's being built. But when you say first-of-its-kind, I think that means you envision others being built in the future around the country where he's like, imagine this. Our fans can come in. You know, they can check into a hotel on Wednesday. Uh, they can park their car. They can go out to bars and restaurants on Thursday. They can go to the press conference on Friday. They can go to the weigh-ins on Saturday. They can go to the fights. On Sunday, they can go to the after parties and, and hang out. And then on Monday, they can go to the wrestling event and, and, and all without ever leaving the complex, you know, just staying there and parked yeah. and hitting up. All. And, you, man, when you put it like that, I'm like, dude, that's a hell of a vision for that because for this company yeah he especially when he laid it like that he's like you can literally come park your car don't have to worry about it and you can literally be entertained the whole week so it was very very interesting and very very exciting the only thing i could i would think that could make it even better is that you run like a tra have a train stop here that takes you off to like vegas or something or some cool little spot so like that cool. then it would literally become a destination spot but yeah that one-stop shop thing was very very cool i wonder i almost wanted to ask him what the uh inspiration of maybe if there was another site that sort of gave them the inspiration because the idea was great but at that point it was like bro we got to get over to yeah, the other thing so we were just like so we thank you very much it so, was a nice spiel but thank you for the food i, I just i just want to give it a shout it's very cool if though. this thing does come to fruition like yeah. they've got it mapped out and again you know and especially tying into the olympics and stuff it's going to get a lot of exposure that's right they said and, yeah. and that and that made sense too they wrapped up the presentation by yeah. being i guess that honda center is going to host volleyball in is that 2028 2028 yeah, yeah when it comes to la and they're going to host volleyball so they want this to be like a key destination type area for you know when the olympics are back in the united states and in los angeles so i don't know normally i wouldn't talk a whole lot about a pro well, i mean we do we talked about the sphere we talked yeah. i've talked about um you know the other projects that we've seen i mean this thing i don't know it to, if you're in Anaheim or Southern California, it's several years away, so you don't have to get too, too excited. Um, but this thing looks cool. And even – I'll say just a little thing. Um, I'll be honest. I've been down to this place a, a whole lot. Like, I've, I've been to affliction events down here. I mean, Ronda, Brock, like all these fights. I had no idea there was a river right here. <laughs> there's The Santa Ana River runs right alongside this property. I had no idea. And they're like, you know, we're going to build that so that it's Riverside. And it reminded me of what they did in my hometown of Dallas – where the Trinity River is, you know, as when I was growing up, it was just a, a it was just a, a drainage gulch, basically, yeah. is what people considered to be. And then they start building these really nice bridges over it and making little parks and jogging trails. And now all of a sudden, you've got 
desirable real estate where people want to live and people want to be by because it you know it changed the whole landscape of everything. So I don't know. I, 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 I mean, don't, it's cool. I mean, but I don't want to too hard. It looks cool, right? And even if it's shilling or even if it's not, I mean, part of when we started this podcast, we talked about the travel. It was about showing these things in these cities that we we're going to, and this is just another example of the UFC going to a place and us seeing something very very cool. Yes, it is partnered up with the UFC and they're helping building it, but the fact of like. It's kind of neat seeing the, this on the ground floor before it's really even getting started because at some point, it seems in the near future, three or four years from now, this is going to be a mecca of entertainment over here. Oh, so it's going to be really, really cool. So um, take it as it is. But, I mean, you know, I feel like that's kind of in line with what this whole roadshow and travel yeah. is about, you know, finding cool spots that now people are going to be able to uh, see a UFC event and, oh, hey, go across the street and have this whole entertainment venue. So I'd it's pretty it. neat. As it's pretty neat. Seems like it'd be fun. Yeah, 100%. Right. USC 298 press conference is in the books. And I got to be honest with you, man, hats off to the fans in Anaheim. The energy in that place was crazy. And – uh, I mean, we'll get into the specifics of it along the way, but I'll just say off the top, that was one of the more fun press conferences I can remember in recent memory. I was entertained by it from start to finish. So loud. I, I thought the fighters were great, but yeah, the fans might be the start. Peel back the curtain a little bit. Uh, I mean, I guess you had headphones in your ears and you were listening to the, the audio that you were recording, so you, you probably had a, a better idea of exactly what was going on. I'm going to be honest with you. When I go in just a few minutes and, and hop back on the plane to, to fly back to Vegas, I'm probably going to need to connect to the Wi-Fi and watch a replay of this event to know about – Did you not really hear what they were saying up there? I'm telling you 80% of what was said. I had no idea. Oh, that's that outrageous. Was so like, then I guess I was lucky because I could hear what they were saying. It got What was hard for me was when questioners were asking – the next person because the crowd was still loudly cheering right. or talking about the other one. So I guess I was lucky, but yeah, it was it was good. But you no, know, you have to go back and listen to it. And yeah, I, know, had no, and, I had no idea it was that bad. And you know who deserves uh, VIP MVP? Yeah, I guess it'd be MVP, not VIP. MVP awards, gold stars, big bonuses, bro. The translators, Sergey and Fabiano. You should have seen. They had to get up out of their seats because they couldn't hear where they were. They were moving around so that they could basically lip-read the people that were asking questions because they couldn't hear anything either. And imagine barely being able to hear anything. Like, I can barely hear anything, but I'm like, whatever. I mean, I'll just ask my next question. It's fine. You know what I mean? They're trying to translate these things, and the energy in that building was off charts, man. And so uh, they deserve some some high praise for – their work tonight but man does it not just get you excited well never mind i was gonna say does it not get you excited for what the energy is gonna be like on saturday night but you found out tonight you're gonna be yeah yeah please tell them please tell them (laughs) you found out tonight that for the first time i believe that i can recall in honda center history uh the media center at least for uh mma events ufc events the the media center is set up outside i remember i remember there was a big tent outside uh, for the Fox debut. I can't, I don't Staples Center's had a big 10 outside before. We've done that in, in L.A. when they did the Staples Center one time. We were outside in the outside. 10. Really? Um, but, yeah, this is the first time I remember here. But it's funny because, you know, in, until we did the walkthrough to get to our seats, then I was like, oh, okay, now I can remember, you know, because everything don't have just, a big is honestly room. the same. They, they Not at all. It's like room. a little throw-together whatever space. But we saw the tent put up, and it was just like, okay, well, I guess that makes sense. So, it's, but, it's, you know. so here's the thing with the tent, because obviously we use a tent at T-Mobile as well. Practically speaking, it is much better, right? Because, as you said, 
a lot of the times these arenas aren't designed with a massive press conference room in it because for the most part, you're usually just hosting like a, a team, right, that probably has a small amount of media, yeah. traveling media. You know, you, you got your beat reporters and that sort of thing. Not – I mean, I don't know. I, I didn't ask how many is credentialed, but, you know, 100 media credentialed. I don't know, something along those lines. The pay-per-views get big, especially when you're talking about international stars, right, because they bring in the international media. Now you don't just have – uh, the local media. Now you don't just have the normal MMA guys. Now you got international people making the trip uh, as well. So uh, they got a lot of that. So they're moving it outside. But we say all that to to say that uh, yes, un- unfortunately it is funny because uh, you know people when they find out you go cover an event they'll be like, dude, that had to be sick. Like what was the energy like inside the building? And, and poor cold coffee was like, oh, from the tent. It yeah. was can't wait! Pretty, can't wait standard. to feel the the the, the building <laughs> shaking and oh, do you hear everybody stomping? Can you hear that? No, 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 we really can't. Oh, can you can you hear the the roar of the crowd? Oh, is that the sounds of beer bottles breaking and this this this? No, I don't know. I can't tell. <laughs> I'm outside. All I hear is the wind rustling outside. I, I heard the same audio you heard because it was playing on the monitor on the TV. That I was watching. So everybody's like. Isn't it so great to go and you just feel the atmosphere? I'm like, oh, yeah, the atmosphere of the tent that I'll be in or the atmosphere of the basement that I'll be in. Oh, yeah, it's going to be electric, folks. Electric. Charts. I'm going to have my own very own porta potty outside that I can go to. <laughs> I mean, but they're, hey, they're upgraded porta potties, though. They're, they're usually they're the Why nicer. did you see it? No, I didn't. I'm just guessing. That, well, well, we don't know. We don't <laughs> usually know. They have the, the, the porta potty trailers, you know. Yeah, that mean? are the, that are nice at the beginning of the night, and then by by the night end of the night, just there's just a porta potty. There's no there's no paper towels, you know. I don't I don't ever take a dump of those things, but I assume by the end of the night, the toilet <laughs> no paper's gone as well. No road you know? games. <laughs> yeah, no. So it is what it is. It is what it is. Not but, dude, complaining, I was, but it is fun. I was I was very very surprised when we got there for that uh, for the presser today, just how many people were already lined up. The hundreds and hundreds of people they showed up, and and then as the press went on it just it just reiterated the fact that this town was just dying for MMA and I can't remember and even though I had headphones in so I was able to hear the audio better it was still so loud that the sound of the crowd was going through my ears still I was trying to cup over my ears with the hear- earbuds in just so I could try to hear because it was still that loud so kudos to the crowd man um, this crowd was killing Fire. it man it was it was killing it and the and uh, the fighters were reciprocating I mean they were enjoying it you know they're having a good time as well the, for the stuff that they could understand and probably hear you know <laughs> what little they could I, look I'm gonna I, I, I think that was one of I mean, I, it's, I always hate to say that was one of the best all time because it's hard to remember everything. You know what I mean? We're talking about, you know, 15, 20 years worth of coverage, and it's hard to remember. But I, I just – to me, that was what fight promotion is supposed to be. You know, the, the crowd was there. The high energy was there. Yes, the back and forth were there. The trash talk was there. But, it, you know, I, look, there's been a lot of discussion about it, and I've always mentioned I don't like – race, religion, family being brought up. And I know that Dana always says, hey, it's the fight business, and people say nasty things. But to me, I do believe there are limits. And, you know, I'm not trying to be a pearl-clutching member of the media here saying there's limits, but it's just my own personal taste and what I like and don't like. I'm not saying, uh, you know, fighters should be barred from speaking about it. I'm just saying what I find tasteful and entertaining. And I just thought everything up there on the stage today was fun. It was, uh, you know, obviously, you know, some words were thrown back and forth. Yeah, 100%. Um, but it wasn't, to me, it wasn't where that, it starts to get a little dark. You know what I mean? It starts to go too far for me. It's just, you know, I'm going to kick your ass. No, I'm going to kick your ass, but done so in creative fashion. So uh, I enjoyed it. Uh, and I think you have to give 
you know, I, I, we already gave out a couple MVP awards to to, to Sergey and Fabiano, but you got to give out an MVP award to Alexander Volkanovsky, right? I mean, loved, absolutely loved that skit that was put together by the Australian betting company. I thought, I thought Volkanovsky performed well in it. I thought the the writing on it was hilarious. The jokes were funny. I mean, I just thought it was a fun piece of content. And then for him today to show up to the press conference in the old man Volk outfit and having fun with it and then, you know, reenacting some of it in, in walking out funny like he's limping a little bit and then, you know, at one point uh, mimicking that he is falling asleep on the stage and then how about Paulo Costa walking up to the other side and, and, and shaking him and waking him up and being like, hey, man, we got a, you know, you got a press conference going. It was funny to see the security guard's reaction because obviously – Security's there to make sure nobody touches each other. Yeah. And Paulo gets up and starts walking to the other side, and they kind of freak out a little bit. But then <laughs> Paulo just kind of is like, hey, old man, Volk, you got to wake up. We got a press conference. I just I just thought that was hilarious. And I, I thought um, I thought Volkanovski was great today. And Marab was good. I was just actually just cutting a clip while we're doing it when Mexican he brought out the Mexican Marab. Mexican Marab, Marab really? That was great <laughs> as well. Right? I was he's say, killing it. Marab's t- he's continuous streak of – of killing the game right now, you know, for sure. We've always been Marab fans. I mean, I think you and I have been singing his praises on here for a long time. Yeah. And not just his not just his skills, but his personality. And it's so cool to see that his personality is really shining through. He's doing the same thing, right, where it's a lot of fun little pre-fight video content skits and stuff like that that are just, you know, good nature, some making fun of himself, some making fun of other people, um, but all in good nature. And then today, embracing the fact that he's in Southern California, obviously a big Latino population. You mentioned the Asian population. I mean, look, when you're in Southern California, every population is represented here, man. You've got every nationality on earth, but a huge Latino population, a huge Mexican population – and he busts out the Mexican flag and says, you know, he's going to make Mexico great again and, and, and represent. <laughs> you know, obviously, Henry Cejudo always has represented Mexico as well as the yeah. American flag. So, um, yeah, Marab crushed it as well. Yeah, he man, it was that was pretty spectacular. I can't think of – I mean, you kind of feel bad because Kopolov did, only got the one question. So those guys you really didn't feel them. But for the most part, everybody up there – had something good, something yep. to kind of take away. I thought the face-offs were good. I mean, all in all, man, it was a, a very positive, very cool uh, press conference. I think we do a lot of these that sometimes it just kind of feels stagnant. Mm-hmm. This one, and you said it earlier, there wasn't a lot of bad shit talk. There wasn't anybody really saying anything that we're going to be cringing about later on. And it was just good, high energy. Like, shit talk was taking place, but it was just like nothing over the top. And it was just like, hell yeah. I kind of left feeling jazzed up yeah. and half it was from the crowd's interaction because yeah. then it made me feel like oh man I can't wait to be out there in that tent listening to them go crazy <laughs> I'm just going to be like shaking like oh man like, can you feel that do you can realize, you feel that guys do you realize that just outside of this tent <laughs> and then inside that building and across the concourse and down the arena stairs all that is happening all that right? is Did happening <laughs> I, I'm, I'm getting goosebumps thinking about it <laughs> That could be because I'm getting ready to be cold sitting outside. You never uh, know. Boy, it might get chilly. I, it I might, don't know. but you know, I like it like that. Um, all right, so I want to. All right, so a, a lot of great stuff. I want to ask you one thing: what you thought about this? Because, you know, if there's if there's some criticism, I guess. Well, Ilya Taporia has put the center of attention on him, and and look, it's not like he hasn't asked for it. He's been wanting it for a long time. He has got it. 
what he does with it now is, you know, up to him, right? And of course, up to Alexander Volkanovsky as well. Um, a, a tall mountain to climb, but if he can, if he can win it, I mean, beating a pound for pound, great. Remaining undefeated, becoming champion, unbelievable. But he's gotten his criticism along the way, right, for being uh, a little too much like Conor McGregor. Uh, and then today. You know, he snatches the belt off the stage, obviously eerily reminiscent of Conor McGregor and Jose Aldo. Now, at the moment he did it, it was a moment when Alexander Volkanovsky was saying, you know, when you, to get the belt, you know, you, you can't just take it. you got to work for it because the question was about Taporia taking pictures with the belt. Now, it should be said that the UFC makes the fighters take pictures with the belt. Uh, they need to have that artwork ready to go should they need it if they are in a championship fight. So it's not as like, well, you know, I just asked, can you please take shots of me with the belt? But that said, that was the question that was being asked. And, and Volkanovsky was saying, hey, you know, I, I hope – I hope he, uh, you know, enjoyed his time with it because, you know, you don't just get it. you got to work for it and et cetera, et cetera. And at that moment, that's when Toporia took it. Now, I've seen a lot of people in the instant reaction online, people saying immediately, oh, my God, this Conor McGregor wannabe. Uh, I mean, he's just pulling out Conor's greatest hits over and over. And so the hate around him becomes even higher. So I don't know. I, I guess my question to you is, do you think that by any chance that was – a misstep on his part, or do you think – I don't think it was pre-planned. Like, I, I understand there's no – look, Conor McGregor has influenced the yeah. sport tremendously. You know what I mean? There's no question everybody has seen Conor and right. takes a little bit of his showmanship and what he does. I don't think that Ilya is sitting there just, you know, looking over Conor McGregor tape and looking for the lines right. that he can get. So I don't know. I didn't feel like that was a pre-planned moment. I felt like he was reacting to Volkanovski's answer, but do you think that perhaps that was a misstep? And I, I feel like it, it soured a lot of people, or maybe they were just looking for reasons to hate. I think people were probably looking to hate just for reasons to hate. I mean, they started right from the get-go. They were sort of booing when he walked in the room, you know. But it's funny you brought up Connor, and it made me think of uh, when uh, Eddie Alvarez sort of lost his mind a little bit. Yes. Like he Connor brought him out of we himself. Were, we were praising him and all the yeah. build-up, how he kept his composure. And then he lost his shit you know yep. i don't definitely don't feel like it crossed that line i, I definitely feel like Ilya didn't do anything where he was so out of character i mean he grabbed at the belt but you know honestly i didn't feel like it was something like crazy because didn't eddie grab like a chair and he was yep. like gonna it was like all right bro like this is getting nuts um I, I i mean i didn't feel like it was anything crazy that we haven't seen in boxing or that we haven't even seen in the ufc before but i didn't feel it was anything to the point where i'm worried about Ilya's doing something out of character i don't right. think it's i think he was just amped up and wanted to just kind of i think so too. steal the spotlight a little bit but i don't think it's gonna be i don't think it it certainly didn't make the the crowd at some point be like oh i like this guy but now i don't like him i think the people there were already ready to boo for him and i think at that point he just sort of embraced and just wanted to be the heel. Let me just keep being Same the thing heel. like when Ian Gary left the stage, or I'm sorry, Ian Machado Gary, he's married, he took his wife's name, Ian Machado Gary. Uh, when he left the stage, he just flipped him off and was like, bring that? it on. How about that? So he played, he he did it as well. He just played to the crowd. He was like, F you guys, you're going to yeah. give it to me. And he, and I, and he and said nothing wrong on it. Like, no, he's like, I don't know why you guys are like giving him the hate or whatever. But like, he literally came in, people were shitting on him, booing on him. And then he, so he just fully embraced it. And some, and he, and it? at one point he's like, "But you're all talking about yeah, me. You're yeah, all that's it. talking and about me." And he's absolutely right, yep. you know. So I love that he was just at the end was just like, I even followed him with the camera, and he just kind of did the whole hand to his ear, cup, like bring it on, bring it on, just chatting. And I loved it, you know. So I mean, that's another instance where 
uh, a guy that just sort of took that moment, just played with the crowd, played a little bit of the heel thing, and, and just egged it on. But and I'm sure he loved it, you know, because he's just gonna he's gonna go back to his room. He's gonna go back with his wife and his family. He's just gonna just be extra focused uh, at the job at hand. I mean, I, I love it. You know, I, this presser was so I. I really definitely felt energized after because right? I thought everybody handled great. it. I thought everybody handled it well, and I. But it, it's hard to like. I got to give all credit to the crowd because I think the fighters just played with what the crowd. But I think the crowd is what made it how for about, me. How about uh, the chance of secret juice for secret, Paulo Costa? I was like, where secret are juice, we at? Secret like, juice. I was so he surprised just, at that. <laughs> I was like, bro, are we in like Brazil? I was like, this is crazy. Like they, I mean. They were finding all these fun little like side story bits that, you know, fans that are yes. diehards would know and understand. Like anywhere else, if somebody didn't know like Costa's like funny little bit, they'd be like, what the hell are they right. yelling? Like, I don't get it. But everybody's in on the story here. Everybody's in on the joke, you know. So it was really cool to see that. I was, boy, I mean, it just really shot up like the star power. I mean, like obviously everybody loves Whitaker. But man, I, it would hard. It'd be hard to think that the crowd wasn't fifty-fifty, you know, yeah. on that particular fight. When just in terms of how the the crowd was, you know, cheering for him, they certainly weren't like, and, and you look, know, finding, you know, they weren't yelling the predator or, or whatever. And how about, what's Whitaker's? What? Oh, uh, the Reaper. Reaper. The Reaper. I don't know why I thought it was pre the predator. Predator for Francis a second. Ngano, I'm like, why would they be cheering that? But I was like, okay, I'll go with that. I don't know where. I don't know what you're. Maybe I missed something here. Uh, but dude, and and listen. Well, Francis is gone, so now you know it's been. You know now, Robert, feel free, Bobby Knuckles, to take Predator. The Predator, Robert, the Predator. Because <laughs> in terms of like uh, surveillance UAV vehicles that the the the, the military has, the Reaper is okay, but the Predator is the step up. They're Look actually our drones. Breaking out knowledge. Look at that. Just military saying. knowledge. Uh, I will say, too, Paulo Costa, how about him playing to the crowd as well? Uh, by, by just like before he answered his first question, just saying how great the crowd was, how amazing it was. And, oh, look. How about John Anik kind of sidestepping a question as well and playing to the crowd? I won't say he sidestepped the question, but uh, obviously his comments that I thought were unnecessarily controversial, I guess, or unnecessarily uh, discussed in, in, you know, talking about his frustration sometimes with the online uh, interactions that he sees. Uh, listen, we all know about uh, online hate and online bullshit, but uh, he was brought up today, and instead of really, really addressing it, he was just like, how about, I've never been in front of a crowd like this, and everybody goes crazy. He's like, done, question answered, don't have to answer anymore. Yeah. So I, I thought that was great. I had to double check. I was wrong. I had it backwards. The Reaper is the more dangerous version than the Predator, uh -huh. but they are both drones. <laughs> there was somebody in the military that was just going crazy right there. They're like, he, he, he literally no was pinging my phone. About. I was like, I was like, guys, I'm sorry. I'm on. Uh, it was the Secretary of Defense. He pings me all the time. I was like, bro, <laughs> all right, let me does. let me just clear this up real quick. Oh, yeah, you know. Uh, all right, so listen. Um, let me, because I haven't talked to you. I've talked a lot about this, and 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 I, I look. Uh, what's your take on the main event? Because look, I love it. look. Uh, <laughs> It's great. It's great moment. Okay, and your thoughts on the co-main event? Great as well. Okay. Yeah. No. Uh, look. Here's the thing: is <clears throat> Alexander Volkanovsky. I don't know how you pick against him. Um, it was funny. I actually ran into uh, Giga Chikadze. He he came up and was we, we were, was talking to Giga Chikadze right before we walked in uh, to the press conference, and he was like, hey, "What do you think about the fight?" And it's just we were both kind of agree. Like, how do you pick against Alexander Volkanovsky? It's it's tough, right? I mean, he's the the goat featherweight. If if not the goat, then you know certainly. I mean, at worst, top three in featherweights all time. Um, but he's beat the other two that would be in that conversation. So I don't know how he's not number one. But 
the big thing does come out, right? I mean, he did. He is coming off that knockout. It's less than four months ago, um, but it, you know, you've got this undefeated Ilya Tapuria, but undefeated against you know he, he hasn't really taken out the ranked contenders. He, he hasn't been battle tested. He hasn't been through this. He hasn't been in these moments. So I, I, as I sit here, man, I'm still. I, I'll be honest with you. I'm 50-50 on this damn thing. I'm 50 50 because. I feel like if if we know everybody's a hundred percent, you just don't pick against Alexander Alexander Volkanovski at one hundred forty five pounds. I don't see how you do it, but I don't know that he is a hundred percent. I don't know that the brain and and everything is fully recovered after less than four months of, of a knockout. And we know that you know with these knockouts, the thing that you need more than anything is time and just the ability to to let it heal and to let everything yeah. rest. And Toporia. I, you know, I think does have the ability to touch him. I think he's got speed. He's got power. He's got youth and athleticism. I, he's got all that on his side. So I feel like Alexander Volkanovsky overall is the better fighter. He's certainly got the greater track record. He's certainly got the greater resume. But Taporia, you know, given the skills that he has, given the confidence that he has, and given the knockout that Volkanovsky had, maybe the timing is just right for an upset. So... As you sit here tonight, I, I, I'm imagine your pick is already in. But it is. Is, is it a, a one of confidence or is this a roll of the dice? And which what are you thinking? I wouldn't call it a roll of dice. I'm confident in the fact that uh, I, I, I think Volk steps up when he needs to. So I, I did lean towards Volkanovsky. I did go back and forth a little bit because I, I, I believe very much in the fact that Tupuria has everything to make a championship run mm-hmm. and to actually take the belt I think he has everything to be a champion I just think Volk is still there you know I mean while there is the knockout and while that hasn't been that long I mean um Volk's a guy I mean even when, back when you take the, his rugby days and stuff like that you know big shots and stuff like that it wasn't the kind of thing to kind of set him back I think we do put a lot into that of what you know fighters and how much time they should take off but that's also you know maybe somebody that's not at a super high level like these guys. And I mean, it's not like we see it happen all the time to him either. And I, I imagine he's yeah, probably it's not pretty a smart. Thing. Yeah, it's not like we're seeing him get knocked out all the time, you know, and then we're like, oh, no, we can't see this again. Um, I think he does the right things in training. I don't think he's taking crazy heavy damage in, in training. So I, I, I'm thinking he's probably able to shake it off. And I think just – I think the way he is, I mean, uh, I just kind of like when when it was like Nunez, like I mean, until I see something that really convinces me that I need to start picking against him. Obviously, the Makachev was a, a different fluke thing because he was kind of going outside of his normal thing to do something else. And even then, I, I mean, I was I was swayed by that first performance. That I, th- I can't remember if I picked Makachev on that or if I was like, all right, Volk, you got this. And then we saw him get starched. And we're right. like, whoa, that was weird. Um I'm just confident that he's going to do what we know him to do. Just like with Nunez, when we knew that Nunez, we saw her on the on one side of the, the versus line, you're like, okay, Amanda's going to take it. I still think that while Tapuri is dangerous and he has all the capabilities of knocking out a lot of people, I just think Volk is not going to give him – he's not going to stand in front and say, all right, let's make this a, a, a kickboxing, let's make this a boxing match. He's going to do what he needs to do to get his hands on him and, and, and keep him guessing, I would assume. Um that being said, if Tapuria stings him and slows him down a little bit, he has all the speed and all the skills to swarm him and just put a put a bad finish on him. I mean, it's what he does to anybody, but Volk is tough, man. Yeah. So I, I lean towards Volk on this one. I like it. If I was still making a staff pick, I would, I would lean towards Volkanovski as it's well. It's hard to not do it, you yeah, know? You have to. I just 
I do see Taporia's path to victory, and the knockout does scare me. But I agree with everything you said, so I'm leaving. I did want. I wouldn't be surprised though. Exactly. I if, wouldn't if, be surprised if, if, if he goes out up. there and does what we think and what we know he's capable, and he beats Volkanovski. I don't think anybody's gonna be like, "Oh man, I didn't see that right. coming." You can't, I mean, it's like, not like he has no. You look at his body here. of work. I mean, the guy's got it. He's got it, and I mean. He wouldn't be in this position. He's, this is not a guy that shit-talked his way into a fight. This is a guy that's earned it, yep. and and he's there for a reason, and he has every possibility of taking that and taking that one. It's, I mean, I think just like any other one, whoever's going to make the mistake first is probably going to lose the fight. Whoever makes a bigger mistake and can't recover from it is going to lose. Whoever gets caught, both the guys are tough. I mean, I think both of them have the power to finish each other, but they also have good chins as well. I mean, like, both these guys, I think, can eat some shot, and they've taken some damage. We've seen plenty of fights when Tupuri's ended at the end of the fight, and he's banged up and he's beaten. And it could look the same way as this, but, you know, he's banged up and he's beaten and he still wins. So it's going to be tough, man. It's going to be a good fight. I, I think it's it. going to be good. I mean, if people are not happy about this main event, I mean, you're oh, just silly. Bro, I, I, was, just silly. I, I didn't even need today to be incredibly hyped yeah. about this main event, but it just made me even more hyped. I did want to say one thing about Volkanovski as well. Uh, Volkanovski had the best – so when Con, when Connor did snatch Aldo's belt, obviously Aldo didn't speak English at press conferences. Yeah. I and mean, he speaks a little English, but he would never speak it at press conferences. It infuriated him, right? Yeah. I mean, it absolutely infuriated yeah. him. Volkanovski, A, he's, I think, you know, he, he, Ilya isn't under his skin the way Connor was already under yeah. Aldo's skin, right? Um, but on top of that, because he had the ability to respond in English and, and, and go back, his line was amazing where he's just like, enjoy it now because you're never yeah. going to touch it again, dude. So go ahead. You know what I mean? It's just like, take my belt if you want. Like, you never touch it again, so you might as well have it now. And I think he realizes, too, It's at that point, it's just a prop. It's not actually their belt. It's right. like they show up, and it's just the PR brings a belt. So I think he's able to keep himself separate, whereas Aldo's like, you know, I, I from where I have came from, this means something. And who knows if, if where – I can't remember where that actually happened, but I guarantee that it was, was just a PR belt, too. Remember, right? But I yeah. think it's just like I'm in front of my people – and you're going to try to take something like that, that this is what makes – Brazilians love winners and yep. they love champions. So, like, that was, like, the ultimate, um, like, no-no over yeah. there. And he was acting according to, like, what any Brazilian over there would do. Volk here realizes that – I get it. We're just here promoting this thing. That's not even my it's real belt. not even belt. my belt. Like, so you want to grab it, bro. prop, my man. Like, I'm, you're not going to get me out of my head. You can like, get one uh, from UFCstore.com if you want. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> So it's it's you know it yeah definitely I can see the differences but yeah I I, I forgot about I kind of like that I kind of liked his reaction so much because yeah. Aldo got so mad where you were like damn dude he, like he just he got, got emotional to you bad. he got to him he got to you bad whereas yep. like Volkanovski just like yeah man go he ahead. laughed it off and that was the better that's the best way to do I it thought, that just that I mean that just shows you where his head's at yep. you know like. He's not. He's not emotional. He's not overreacting to anything. He's having a great time. Even the whole character that he was playing, the lines he was using, was just perfectly Amazing. well done. He was like, "I could shit talk as an old man to you." Like, I mean, it was it was it was incredible. That was amazing. I loved it. I, yeah. I I just absolutely loved everything about it. Volkanovski, if he wasn't already one of your favorite fighters, I don't see how he wasn't. Yeah. Poke fun at yourself. Have a little enjoyment out of it. Was. Great. I could see sports center taking some of that crap if they had. You know they. You know, having a fun, lighthearted moment. I could see them literally doing a bit of him sleeping up there and having Costi come over there and wake him up. I just cut that for our social media. Like, that was hilarious. I luckily had to be – I was – because I, I noticed that Volk was, like, 
snoozing. So I zoomed in early on to oh, Volk. Cut. Yeah. I'll show you after we get done. I zoomed in early and then pulled out as I started to notice that Costa was standing up. So I got a great shot of the whole fucking thing. So, so great. It's pretty cool. It, it's, <laughs> it was so funny because obviously he's playing, but instantly reminded me of Robbie Lawler falling asleep at a press conference. Obviously, <laughs> yeah. Derek Lewis falling asleep at post-fighter, at least laying down. I remember that shot. But was this, was this was just perfect because he's the old yeah, man. He's like, just the old man. Oh, it, was, it was perfect. It was beautiful. It was perfect. Uh, all right, listen. Uh, unfortunately, I can't stay for a long time. I've got a plane to catch. I thought the press conference might be about an hour earlier than it was, so we were a little tighter on time than I wanted to be. But I'm still so happy, uh, even if it, perhaps this is a touch abbreviated, um, that we got to talk about this here in Anaheim. I will be back on Saturday. Uh, one thing I did want to address real quick with Ian Gary. Listen, I know that the way Ian Gary carries himself and the way he speaks is never going to do him any favors. Even before people started getting involved in his personal life and his wife and his family and all that, um, you know, however you feel about any of that stuff, even before that stuff started coming up, just the way he carried himself and the way he spoke, you knew he was always going to be a little bit of a hated guy and tough to get over. But one thing I was watching the media day interviews yesterday, I think a lot of people kind of took out of context and got mad. Well, I won't say took out of context, but he, he said, you know, they talked about the, the idea of going back to Ireland and, and him headlining there. And he's like, you know, maybe I'm too big at that point that I can't go back to Ireland. Oh, yeah, I do remember that. And I, I was surprised a, by that. A lot of people got pissed off, but I just want to remind everybody – that arena, that three arena, is not big, right? I think the yeah. maximum seating, like, but it's, it's like, crazy. It's loud like not, when, oh, it's when they crazy. get in there. It's I mean, absolutely nuts. That Connor Brandau fight that I was that there was for, nuts. that I was, was amazing. Yeah, Remember I, we got to take it we, off. I yeah, we I, saw that as spectators. It was amazing. I pay, I I paid to go. I paid for my way to go over there at that time because uh, I'll, I'll never forget Matt Erickson. His yeah. mom lived in uh, London at the time. And so, you know, he was like, well, I want to go visit my mom, so can I take that event? And it's like, well, you can't really say no to that. Like, yeah, go yeah. see your mom. But I was like, dude, I'm not going to miss seeing Connor in this environment. It's amazing. So seeing Ian in that environment would be amazing. But I just remember after Connor did that, and that was early in yeah. the Connor run. Yeah. He never came back. You know what I mean? And and it was, and it's not because – and I know it's comparing anybody to Connor is ridiculous because yeah, it's, it's a different hard. level. But the, the UFC, let's say even if – Ian Gary is not a champion. Let's say he's fighting for a title. Yeah. The UFC's not going to bring a title into a 9,000-seat venue. They're just not going to. Yeah. They're not going to do it. And I think that's all he meant by that. So I'm not trying to be Ian Gary defender here right now, but sometimes when stuff gets taken a little out of context or yeah. or, or at least it's not given the full context of what he meant or somebody assumed – because I think a lot of people were just assuming like – well, I'm just far too big for the country of Ireland. Yeah. It's a small little well, country. Well, and plus, too, I think a lot of times when people become champion, they just assume that they, they are going to headline something back home. I think he was probably, you know, reiterating the fact that I could be an international star. You could pick, take me and put me on the headline anywhere, and it doesn't matter. It doesn't have to just be back right. in Ireland. That's how I sort of took it, that yeah. he was like, it doesn't need to they be in my hometown. They need me in Vegas. They need I could me in be Madison in New York. Square Garden. They need exactly. me. Right. Exactly. So, so I think, And I think there is some of that, right? Yeah. Like, hey – the you know a pay-per-view is yeah. not happening in yeah. that arena right yeah. so it's like if i'm a pay-per-view star maybe i'm too big to be there but i don't know again i'm not saying people may still want to poop all over what he said i get it but i just want to remind everybody cuz he didn't say you know it's not like he took the time to be like well listen i'd love to but let's not forget you know the 3 arena only has 9500 yeah. seats <laughs> the ufc typically likes to operate for pay-per-view events especially yeah. with title fights in venues of 17000 or more you, you know what i mean so i don't know i think a lot of people didn't get the proper context it, say what you will about Ian yeah. gary but i just thought that was one where people were like look at this guy it's yeah. like well what he's saying kind of does make some sense if i'm going to get some shit it. from safe because i picked gary in that Ooh. one i i, I Homer for for this 
all the time. Of course. This one, I don't know. I, you know, and there's part of me that's like, oh, okay, th- maybe this is what I'm gonna do, and 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 then Safe will be like, haha, see, you were wrong. I'm like, I'll be more than happy to be like, yeah, you're right, brother. I was wrong. I picked Gary, yeah. and I was wrong, and Jeff starched him. But man, um, as much as people like to hit on this kid, man, he thrives in it, and. Uh, Boy, what he did to um, Neil Magny, um, I was Amazing. just like, I was like, okay, he looks like I can't doubt deal. the, I can't doubt the kid. He looks can't like doubt him deal. anymore. I, I agree. With you. I would, I would actually lean that way as well. How about Devontae Cejudo? Which way did you lean there? Uh, Marab. I do too. I, I like Marab. I like Marab. I like Marab in that one. No disrespect to Triple C. Nope. Triple C is amazing, and he could win easily. I mean, I just, I mean, it's, it's hard to doubt Marab right now. I mean, he's just been more active. Um, he's firing at a high level and I think he just really really wants it he sees the potential to get to the title and I mean Henry's the the stepping stone to get that title shot yep. I think I think I think Marab I think Marab wins I think Suda's great still yep. I still I still don't believe uh the breakup so to speak uh, it, was Eric a work. it was such a work. it was dude those two guys are pro wrestling to their core yeah like they are and I know and I know there everybody's were, like oh but Eric, but Eric said it, it wasn't like, real bro. like well, of course you don't you don't break kayfabe, right? Eric's, Eric's just weird. He wanted to have a reason to probably get on the show, you know. Like <laughs> Eric did, you know. Hey, hey, Eric's Eric's greatest accomplishment is getting Betchkohea a title shot. Man, he got yeah. her. He and it, pro wrestling. He is score. all about. She his, had his no fighters, idea what she was doing, and he made her do the yeah. four for the four horsewomen so he could earn his way, or she could earn her way to Ronda Rousey. Right? She had no idea what she was doing. He is as pro wrestling as it gets. Yeah. So I just to me. That was always uh, it was always a work. Yeah, and it's funny because even in our our spinning back look, they were like, "Oh no, no!" And I was like, "Bro, these guys love wrestling." And I was like, "I'd be really surprised if it wasn't." And they're like, "See, it's it's the real thing." And then later on that day, <laughs> what's that that stupid meme? It's like ten seconds later. <laughs> You know, and I was like, yep. And after we put the fucking story out, look what happened. And it's like, all right, now we have to do an updated well, story. Even even Cejudo is like, and he is the king of cringe, right? Yeah. But, like, even he knows if I'm firing my coach, I'm not going to do it in front of the countdown people. Yeah. You know, it's not like it's not like they caught a, a moment of heat and, and they put it on the episode. Like, he sat down and welcomed it. You know what I mean? Like, bro. I think. Even if the if people were like, "Oh, but it looks so awkward," I was like, "Yeah, because they're not actors. They're not like, actors." I mean, like Eric, I guarantee <laughs> knew it was coming, but he was just like, "Okay, how do I play off this awkward?" Because he probably knew it was coming at some point while they were filming, and then just it wasn't like he was like, "Hey guys, all right, now I'm gonna walk in and do it." You know, yeah. he was like, he just caught him off guard, and so Eric was like, "Oh, okay, this is the this is the moment," and he's like, uh, "Well, all I ever wanted was you to be a champion, and Harry." You I know, love Captain Henry. Eric. He's he's better at conceptualization than he is at acting and execution. But I mean, that's I mean, but that's what it, that's what I think. Why I love how Volk carried that shit because we look at these 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 athletes because they are stars of their own right and we expect them to be able to do everything so we think like oh hey yeah you need to act you need to do this and we just expect it to happen and it's going to come off rough it's going to come off weird but yeah that was a total effing work as no matter what anybody says like bro these dudes are so thick and thin like if it was a real breakup Eric would be crushed. crushed. He would he would literally probably cry and leave the room. 100%. Like he's not going to sit there and be like, oh, "Well, okay, the goal was always to make the, you the, the best." I'm like, "Bro, no, he would be crushed. He, he would he would literally probably 
walk out immediately and and, and be like I can't do this on camera. You're 100. You know what? That's you know? that's probably the best point of all. Yeah. You're absolutely those. These, I don't think people realize. I mean, they go back so, years. So, like, I mean, I was you know, and I I don't mean to it's joke about, it, but I was literally like, dude, if this if they, I would you would have to do like a wellness check on him. If if this if that really happened and he left that room, I would be like, bro, you You're need not to, wrong. somebody needs to go do a wellness check. You're not wrong because this guy is so entrenched with Henry and that team that uh, he would be. You're not wrong. You know, I mean, it would be rough. It would yeah. be weird. No, be I, I know it, it, it. That's not a joke. That's not serious. a joke. It's serious. Yeah, it's, no, that would destroy. That's him. how tight. That's how tight these dudes are. And if anybody's been around the scene, they understand that that's the real. That's real. Like it's good point. That's that's the best explanation of all. Yeah. That's 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 better than I said it. One hundred percent, you're spot on. So, uh, all right, listen, I got to run. Cutting it close. On I know time. you were. I was like, Apologize. wow, I know. bro, you got to. Go. I'm excited. I want to talk about this stuff. I hate the fact that you I got to go. Bored in like thirty minutes. But not even that. Less minutes. than that. Oh. Twenty minutes. I got to go. All right, I'm bored in twenty minutes. I'm in a hotel. I haven't <laughs> even ordered the Uber yet. How about that? But I have no carry on, uh, or just carry on. Uh, and your fourth group, and I'm in group four. Uh, Bro, you gotta I'm go. Right to, yeah, I gotta go. Uh, watch for Danny Barlow, night. CFFC uh, bet, make it undefeated like CFFC. Danny Barlow, he's on the prelims. He's very, very exciting. Uh, all right, I'll be back on Saturday. I will watch the fights. Uh, we'll have a and a half. Uh, <clears throat> maybe we'll get some quotes from Cole Coffee during that. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Got, I'll he's got a lot of work to tent. do. I might he's still got, be out in the tent. Might still be out in the tent, but uh, we'll get that. All right, I got to order this Uber. I got to go. Uh, appreciate everybody for listening to us all. Appreciate everybody supporting us at uh, Patreon.com. Patreon. I can't remember it all because I'm worried I'm going to lose my flight and I won't get home. Uh, but most importantly, of course, I'm, I'm leaving. Thanks for listening.